Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Celebration, how's everybody doing today, huh? You guys doing good? Come on, let's up. Give it up for God. We're so glad uh, that you're here today. And before we go any further, I just want to honor a very special guest today. We have our mayor, Mayor Alvin Brown is with us. Mayor Brown, would you stand up? Come on, let's give Mayor Brown a big, big hand. We, uh, And we always, uh, Mayor Brown's been with us several times and we always like to honor our mayor when he's with us and we partner uh, together on many outreaches uh, in the city and so we just love it when he stops by. Good to see you, Mayor, and uh, it's good to see you at all of our campuses, all of our locations. Come on, celebration, let's welcome everybody in to the experience today. And uh, maybe some of you are watching online as well. We're gonna uh, continue in our series, Ghost Stories, a not so spooky series about the Holy Spirit. And uh, just to lay out a little bit of context about this whole day, um, I wanna remind everyone that tonight at five o'clock, we have our encounter night. We only have three of these a year. We have one in January uh, during awakening. We have one tonight, and then we'll have another one in the fall. And in fact, we'll probably have some lower crowds Uh, this morning because many people are choosing that as their service of choice this weekend, but it's really, really important. It's gonna be a very powerful service. We are believing for a book of Acts type of experience. So I know that you're busy. I appreciate uh, your time. I know that Sundays and family and all that, but if you could just this once, make every effort if all possible to be back here tonight, I promise you, you will not be disappointed, amen? And uh, another thing about about uh, this morning is, um, you know, uh, I I changed my message on uh, Friday, and I really believe that the message I'm gonna speak to you this morning is is prophetic uh, for some of you, for all of us, but especially for some of you. And once uh, once again, I'll be preaching a totally different uh, message tonight at five. Uh, But if you have your Bibles or your, your iPhones or whatever, take them out and, uh, and go to the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 17. Okay, are y'all ready to get into the Word? This morning, we're getting in the Word. We're reading the whole ch- chapter of Exodus 17. There's 82 verses. No, I'm only kidding. There's only 16 verses. And uh, you read this <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago in your daily Bible reading. Let me give you a scripture first of all out of Genesis. We'll note, show, show them Genesis 3.15 first. This is a, a prophecy about Jesus' victory over Satan. God says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman. He's speaking uh, to the serpent here. I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. Jesus, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And so we know that that was fulfilled in Jesus' victory on the cross, that yes, Satan thought that he was hurting him when he struck Jesus and Jesus was nailed to the cross, but because he was the perfect sacrifice, the sinless lamb of God, Jesus died for our sins. He rose again and he crushed the enemy. Come on, can you give Jesus a hand for that? He crushed his head. So just remember that. Now let's look at Exodus chapter 17, okay? So uh, God has just delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt and now they're, they're making their way to the promised land here. And it says that the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel 
left the wilderness of sin and moved from place to place. Eventually they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. Very interesting. This is their seventh stop since coming out of Egypt, and their seventh stop is at a place called Rephidim, which actually means rest. Come on, how many of you know that God has called us one day in seven to have a day of rest where we we're give that day to God and worship him. So look at this. So, so once more, the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Look at Moses, quiet. I mean, I mean Moses, he, he'd already, they'd only been a few, few days out of Egypt, but Moses already had enough. Look, quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me and why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people, take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you at the rock of Mount Sinai, strike the rock, and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So there's gonna be a rock, I want you to strike that rock, and basically a river is gonna come out of that rock. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Moses named the place Massa, which means test, and Meribah, which means arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord here with us or not? Remember that, keep going. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some of the men and go out and fight. The army of Amalek force, tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a hill nearby. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage, but whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up, so Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. They stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until the sun set. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder. Everybody say permanent reminder. And read it out loud to Joshua. Look at this. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under he heaven. I will erase the memory of Amalek. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi or Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. And he said, they have raised their fist against the Lord's throne, speaking of Amalek and his descendants. So now the Lord will be with Amalek generation after generation. Or the Lord will be at Amalek basically for the rest of days. I wanna to talk to you today about seeing God give you some real victories in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I've entitled this message, Stay in the Struggle. Stay in the struggle. Listen to me, some of you, you've been, you've been disconnected from the struggle. The struggle has gotten too hard, it's gotten too painful, you've gotten too tired. I'm here to tell you today that God wants you to stay 
in the struggle, and if you'll stay in the struggle, God will give you the victory. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? You gotta stay in the struggle. Pray with me, Father, Lord, we just thank you for today. I thank you, God, that you're gonna speak to us, Lord. Lord, Lord, you are Jehovah Nissi. You're the Lord, our banner. God, I thank you, God, that you always give us the victory because Jesus has already won it. And no matter what struggles are going on in here today, Lord, Lord, as we stay in the struggle, you will give us the victory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Let me just kind of unpack this one more time. Is that, is that okay? Like this, especially this service, right? This is a 930 service, right? Like y'all like reading the Bible, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so we got a lot of scripture in here today, but fo follow me. Go back to 17.1. Okay, so, so, so look at this. They come to this place uh, uh, called Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. So, so, so watch this. So the people start crying out to God. So, so here's what I want to ask you, okay? God had already given them in the previous chapter in Exodus 16. God had, had given them manna to eat. He given them manna to eat. So, so why did God kind of take them now to a place where there was no water? He showed them that they were to rely on him for manna. And we know the New Testament, Jesus says, I'm the bread that came from heaven. In other words, he's teaching the children of Israel, look, your substance is the word of God first and foremost. But now he takes them to a place also where there's no water. And what God is about to teach them is this, is look, not only is the word of God your substance, but you need to understand how to thirst for a river, thirst for some water that can only be satisfied by God. Come on, if you've been here the last few weeks, we talked about the rivers of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers from live, uh, of living water. He told the woman at the well, you drink of me, you will never be thirsty again. God is taking them to a place where they start to understand that, look, I've gotta have water from God and church, here's what I want you to see this. Look, listen, we have the word of God. We have to have the word of God. The word of God is our foundation. It is our absolute authority. It is everything that we base our lives on. But you know what? You also need the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that makes the word alive. It's the Holy Spirit, watch, that's also gonna give us the power the refreshing, the, the endurance, the power that we need, we need, remember the river Tigris? So that when we fight our battles, we have the strength and the endurance to see God's victory through. So see, before Amalek is about to attack them here, but before they go to war with Amalek, God is showing them, look, you cannot win the battles of the flesh unless you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say in Acts, Acts chapter 1-8? He said, y'all guys better stay here. Keep your behinds in this room. Until what? Until you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and power because Amalek, you're gonna have battles out there and you cannot win those battles without the power of the Holy Spirit because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So look, so, so the children of Israel, now watch, they start to cry out to God for this water. Now they get, they get you know, they, they go negative on him. They go south on Mo Moses, kind of is the, 
pattern throughout the book of Exodus. But their initial desire to cry out for God, that, that was a good thing. God wanted them to cry out for water. He just didn't want them to go, go negative on Moses. And watch, watch. There's some of you, watch, you're crying out, but instead of crying out for God, fill me with the Holy Spirit, instead of getting serious with God about, about really experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit and, and, and seeing God's victory in your life, you've kind of gone negative because of the problems, because of the struggles. And I just wanna say, if you'll, if you'll stop that worry and you'll turn that worry into worship and, and use the frustration that you, oh, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? What, what? You use that frustration that you're feeling. Don't go negative on God or negative on you or negative on your life or negative on your situation. No, use, use that cry to cry out to God. Remember I said this a few weeks ago. Some of you, if you'll just get serious uh, with God, your breakthrough, you're right on the, the edge of a breakthrough in your life. Come on, let's keep going, let's keep going. It says, look, okay, so, so they, they go negative, keep going. Keep going, so they cry out to the Lord, keep going. So watch this, watch this, watch this. Go back, go back. <laughs> Here we go, look. The Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people, take your staff, everybody say your staff. Take your staff, the one that you used when you struck the water of the Nile and call some of the elders to join you. I'll stand before you at the rock and look, strike the rock, water will come gushing out, then the people will be able to drink. Now the Apostle Paul already says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse four, that this rock represents Jesus. Remember, almost everything in the Old Testament is a type and shadow. There's a fulfillment in the New Testament. So here's Moses' staff, which represents a lot of things depending on how he uses it. Okay, watch. This was the same staff that turned into a serpent. So here's what's gonna happen. That, that serpent is gonna strike the rock, Jesus, and instead of that rock breaking, no, living water is gonna come out of that rock. You remember the scripture I just read in Genesis chapter 3, 15? It's a perfect type and shadow, what? The, the enemy, he struck the rock, Jesus, but because Jesus was the son of God, sinless and perfect, what, that Satan thought that he was gonna have the victory when Jesus was being crucified. Oh, but little did he know that Jesus was gonna pay the price for our sins, that he was gonna die, watch. That he was gonna rise again, and when he resurrected, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? It's good that I go away so the Holy Spirit can come, so the rivers can come. That I will never leave you nor, nor forsake you. This is a parable. Here's what God is saying. Look, look, you strike that rock, and the living waters are gonna come to the people. I wanna tell you this. Listen, there is a rock. Jesus, and right now there are rivers flowing from him available to you. Jesus said, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is a picture of that. Now look at this, keep going here. Okay, so they, they, he names the place, go on to, to, to verse eight. This is what I wanna get. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, but good, come on, they got their drink from the Holy Spirit. The warriors of Amalek attacked them. Let me tell you a little bit about Amalek, okay? Amalek was a 
descendant of Esau, I think he was actually Esau's grandson. Now, now Amalek, they were known as, as a brutal people. Very, very carnal. Remember, remember Jacob and, and, uh, and Esau? Remember Jacob was interested in the things of God. Esau was carnal. Sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. Uh, Esau was, was carnal. Amalek was a very carnal, brutal, his, his, his people, his tribe, his civilization, they were known. I mean, this is in history. They were known for being very brutal people. And what happened is, and you can read about this in Deuteronomy, when the children of Israel were actually traveling, going, Amalek came around on the backside where the tired people were, where the weak people were, where some of the people that kind of, you know, they, they strayed from the group. Come on, there's a lesson here. They strayed from fellowship. They strayed from being connected to the whole. And they came around, what does the Bible say? The enemy goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. See, let me tell you what Amalek, Amalek not only represents the enemy, but Amalek represents our fight and our battle against the flesh. That's why God said, look, against Amalek, you will be at war from generation to generation. Listen, listen, we will always have a battle against the flesh. We will always have a battle against the enemy, against carnality, against temptation, all of these kind of things. And what God is saying is, listen, listen, I will give you victory over your battles in the flesh. I'll give you victory over those temptations. I'll I'll, I'll come through and I'll I'll bless you and all these things, but here's what God wants from me. You've gotta stay in the struggle. You've gotta stay in the struggle. Listen, listen, the battle's not going anywhere. Amalek is out there, temptation is out there. Sin is out there. We see what the enemy is doing to people. And if we're not careful, here's what the enemy wants us to do, watch. He wants to wear us out. He wants us to get numb to all the stuff that's going on in the world, where it's kinda like, come on, is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Is anyone hearing what we, it's like. It, it, it's like, it's like he wants to get us numb what's going on in the, in the world. He wants to get us kinda disconnected. He wants to take our hope away, things like that. That's why I love it. Look, I love during worship when people come up and pray at the altar. You know what you're doing? You're staying in the struggle. You're staying in the struggle. Man, when, when, when you, you know, when you get knocked down or, you, or you, you make that mistake again or that you fall back into that sin or whatever that thing, man, when you get back up and say, no, I'm not giving in. I know that God is my deliverer. I know that God can, be, uh, can, can set me free. I know that God has a future for me. I know that, that there's a future that God has for me and that is a future of a better day. It's a better place than where I am right now. Even if my kids, what? Even if my, my kids or my marriage or whatever's going on uh, in their lives right now, watch, watch, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna keep believing God. I'm gonna stay in the struggle. But to stay in the struggle, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You know why? You need the fruit of the Spirit. You need some love. Come on, how many people you just wanna smack in the mouth? You know what I'm saying? They don't. Don't, how many people, you don't want to forgive them? You know why? They don't deserve it. We don't forgive people because they deserve it. Most of them don't. We forgive people 
Because God says, forgive one another just as God in Christ forgave you. Jesus forgave you when you didn't deserve. But watch, 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 watch. Watch, 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 watch. You've gotta have supernatural Holy Spirit power to do that. Because that flesh, that Amalek, man, whoever hurt you in your past, guess what? It's just kinda, come on, you know what I'm saying. It's just there. It's just there. It's just there. See, there's a difference. See, see, many of you, watch, many of you, you've got a wound. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you know what? God can heal you. Watch, watch. You might always have a scar, but a scar is different than a wound. See what I'm saying? I could open my shirt right now. Don't worry, I'm not, all right? <laughs> I had open heart surgery about five years Ago. My heart's fine, it was my, my aorta, it was congenital, and they had to slice me uh, open, pull open my sternum. Can I tell you this, when, that, when I was fresh off that surgery, oh my gosh, that, that wound. It was like, man, when I, when I sneezed or coughed, it hurt so bad. I mean, my staff was trying to cheer me up, and they made this funny song about me. They still do that, they sing songs and make fun of me. But they... They, they, all this, and it was so funny, and I can remember as I was, I was laughing, like when I would laugh, it would hurt so bad. So watch, my body actually trained my responses. Ooh, I'm going somewhere. Mm. I wasn't even planning this. Mm. One day that's gonna be set on B3. Watch this, my body, watch, my body, because of the wound, my body actually trained itself not to sneeze. It was the weirdest thing. I would go for a sneeze and I would be, oh no, and somehow it would like shut down, right? Even though I saw something funny, my body, it trained itself not to laugh because it hurt so bad. Watch, 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 some of you. There's a wound in your life from Amalek, from the flesh, from sin, from the enemy. And because you haven't gotten healed by the power of the Holy Spirit, it has affected your life where you can't have normal reactions, healthy relationships, healthy, healthy mind Sets, but watch this, when you let the Holy Spirit heal you, you know what? That wound will go from a wound to just a scar. Right now, I can let, look right now. Oh, that's good preaching. Somebody need, uh, uh, look, look, look. So, so right now, I mean, you can see I got a big scar, right? But look, it doesn't hurt. I can laugh, watch it, watch it, because it's healed. So here's what I wanna say about the power of the Holy, watch, watch. You've gotta stay in the struggle to get healed in the struggle. That's why Paul in Romans, when he talked about the Holy Spirit, he said, the Holy Spirit will give you joy and peace in believing, in believing, not in receiving. See, a lot of times we, we feel like we've got we've to get to the breakthrough. We've got to get to this. No, you just need to get full of the Holy Spirit and experience the power of the Holy Spirit. God will bring, God will bring the victory 
in his time, but he'll give you joy and peace in believing. Listen, he'll take that wound. Oh, there'll be a scar there. There'll be a memory. There'll be things like that, but it won't be a wound. That only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy, what's joy? Joy, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. You gotta have strength to fight. What about long suffering? You gotta have long suffering. You gotta have endurance. Watch, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Look, so here's what Moses commanded Joshua. Look, choose some men and go out and fight the, the, the army of Amalek. Guess what? We're going to war against the flesh. Anybody here at war with their flesh? Anybody here, your flesh wants you to do things that God don't want you to do? Anybody here, your flesh wants you to go to the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people? Anybody, anybody, can, can anybody? It's what Paul says, this is the whole Romans 7 argument. The things that I wanna do, I don't do. The things that I know I shouldn't do, I end up doing. There's a, there's a war within me. See, Amalek represents the flesh. Amalek came up, man, he, he backsided the children of Israel, and that's a whole nother whole nother uh, message. Come on, because God's got your back. God's got your back, but you got to stay in the struggle. You got to stay in the struggle. Look, choose some men. I love this. Go out and fight against the army of Amalek. Look at this, man. God is taking the fight to the flesh. Look, tomorrow we'll stand on the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses has commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and her climb to the top of a nearby hill, as long as Moses held up the staff, I love this, as long as he held up his, the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. So watch. Moses says this is what we're gonna do. Okay, there's, there's a war. It's the Amalekites. There's a war against the flesh. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Climb this hill. What do we know about Jesus? That many times when he went to pray, what would he do? He would, he would go on top of a mountain. This is a hill of intercession here. Moses is like, I'm not about to get out there and fight this thing in my own strength. I know who gives me the strength. And thank God, God has given us the Holy Spirit. We've drank from the rock, so now we're refreshed, okay? And so we can fight the good fight of faith, we can resist and win against the flesh and the enemy and temptation, but we gotta remember this, look, look, I can't disengage, I've gotta stay in the struggle. And here's how I'm gonna stay in the struggle, I'm gonna get to a place where I can seek God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift up my hands. Now what does 1 Timothy 2.8 say? That what, lifting hands represent what? Prayer, represent prayer. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 verse one that men ought to always, everybody say always. You know what always means in the Greek? Always. What's God saying? You gotta stay in the struggle. Well, I don't see the victory yet. You gotta stay in the struggle. Well, I don't see a breakthrough yet. You gotta stay in the struggle. Well, I, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've fallen down and get back up. A wicked man falls once and lays there. A righteous man might fall seven times, but he gets up seven more. You gotta stay in the struggle. You gotta stay in the struggle. You gotta stay in the struggle. Come on, fist bump your neighbor. You knew it was coming, fist bump your neighbor and say stay in the struggle. Stay in the struggle. 
Oh, I love this. Mm, mm. So he's up. Watch, watch. I love it. He's up. He's praying. He's interceding. He represents the lifted hands. Watch. And he's got that staff again. What does the staff represent? The authority of God. Didn't Jesus give us authority and told us that when we pray, we're to pray in whose name? The name of Jesus. I'm telling you, when you go to that mountain of prayer, watch this, watch this, and you begin to hold up the name of Jesus in intercession, all of a sudden, God fights your battles. Not you. Not you. See, see, watch your struggle. It's the struggle of prayer. It's the struggle of keeping your faith. It's the struggle of not giving up. It's the struggle of keep believing God even when the circumstances don't seem it always is. Come on, God's gonna fight your battles. God's gonna fight your battles. Oh, are you ready for this? Wait, stay standing, stay standing just a little bit because you're gonna stand right back up for this one. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are, you are. Watch this, watch this. Remember what we've been learning about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? The song that we sang, remember kind of Trinity 101? What, the Father wills it, the Son declares it, the Holy Spirit, what? Makes it happen, makes it happen. Watch, watch, watch. The Father willed the victory. Here's Moses with the staff representing the authority of God in the name of Jesus with two other people there. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. When that staff went up, you know what? Jesus was, the Father willed it, picture of Moses and Aaron her with the staff that represents Jesus. Jesus was declaring it and Joshua was down on the battlefield kicking tail as the Holy Spirit makes it happen. Joshua represents the Holy Spirit. That's why God said this. God said, look, the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. Joshua represents the Holy Spirit. Watch, you just gotta stay in the struggle. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta keep those hands lifted. You gotta keep praying. You gotta keep praying. You gotta, you gotta stay in the struggle. Okay, you can be seated. You can be seated just a few. Come on, how, how many of y'all are charged up to stay in the struggle? Stay in the struggle. You gotta you got, you got get back in the ring. You gotta get back in the fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you why. Because I'm telling you, you've already got the victory if you just stay in the struggle. You know what I call it? I call it outlasting the devil. Outlasting the enemy. Listen, God is for you. When Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, he said, I'm gonna send you another help, help, helper. He will be with you always. Remember what the children of Israel did? That was called the place of testing because they were like, is the Lord with us or not? 
God answered that question when he sent the rivers of living water and he answered that question when he sent the Holy Spirit. Listen, God's always with you. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made, how many sins that you've committed, how many mess-ups you've had. The Bible says if the Lord counted iniquities, who could stand? Jesus died for all of our sins, past, present, and future. You have access to the rock where the living waters gush out to empower you in the Holy Spirit. Look at this, look at this right here. So look, so he, he kept his hands up as long as his, he, he stayed in the struggle, he was winning. Keep going. It says Moses' arms soon became, soon became so tired. Can anybody relate? Have any of you has the life and the pain and the disappointment? Any of you ever got to that place where you're like, it can't get any worse? And lo and behold, it gets worse. You ever gotten that thing? You're like, okay, finally. You know what I'm saying? Like, finally. Okay, a break here. This person is, is good. I mean, you, you feel like finally, and it's like the next day. And that has a way of wearing you out if you're not empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, watch, look. He became so tired he could no longer hold them up, so Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Come on, Jesus said, my, 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 my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I, I think he takes, he's, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. That's the first thing. Remember, your struggle's not against flesh and blood. It's against powers, powers, principalities. Listen, you, you gotta stay in the struggle of prayer. He says, look, uh, it, it, they soon, then they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. I love this. So his hands mm, held steady until sunset. Man, does anybody wanna hold their hands? Does anyone wanna live a life of steady worship? Steady worship. Watch, watch. They, they held his hands up until sunset. Keep going, keep going. As a result, Joshua, who represents the Holy Spirit, overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. Now, very important here, what? There were two guys, Aaron and Hur, on Moses' side that helped him live a life of what? Steady worship. See, you have got to have people in your life that can help you stay in the struggle, that can encourage you. That's why we're always talking to you about connecting to a team here, a serving team. We're always talking to you about getting, get in a group. If you don't wanna find a group and join a group, start a group yourself. We're, we're always pushing that. I mean, we have free market groups. What do you like to do? All, all we ask you to do is just is add some intentionality to it. That's why we, we push the daily Devo with your chapter a day. While we, you've gotta get connected in the body of Christ, so watch, so that your walk with God is not, but it's a steady, those hands are holding up steady. Come on, you're staying in the struggle. You're staying, you're, you're staying in the struggle. It, it's a steady, it's why today, why some of you need to go to membership class. Why, because you need people holding up your hands. We're not meant to. Do life alone. We're not meant to stay in the struggle alone. Jesus had the 12 dis disciples. Now watch this, look, look, look. You gotta stay in the struggle. 
Moses was tired, but they held up his hands. Go to Matthew, Matthew. Matthew 26, 36. Let me show you where the disciples got tired. Look at this. Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, look, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Look, stay here and keep watch with me. What was Jesus in? He was, he was in the struggle. Look, keep going, keep going, keep going. He went a little further about it with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Jesus is staying in the struggle. He realized that, 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 he's, that the sin of humanity is about to be placed on him. Look, look, then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watching, pray, so that you will not, what? Amalek's there. Generation to generation, keep watch and pray so that you don't give in a temptation. For look, for the Spirit is willing. How do we get our spirit empowered? By the Holy Spirit. But what? The body, the flesh is weak. Go back to, to verse 37. Verse 37 real quick. Keep going, 38. I love this. Look what Jesus says. Here's the word for some of y'all. Look, stay here and keep watch with me. I need you to stay in the struggle. I need you to stay in the struggle. I need you to stay here with me in this struggle. Listen, let's never forget until Jesus comes back, there is a struggle. There are people in here probably contemplated suicide. People are in so much pain. I'm asking you, Jesus, will you stay in the struggle? Will you stay in the struggle? I even think like, you know, God, I, I, I gotta be careful because like, man, maybe if my kids or doing good or something like that or they're going through a, a season of doing God, it's, it's easy for me to watch to go to sleep against all the youth out there that are just so hurting on the inside. I wanna stay in the struggle. I wanna stay in the struggle because if I stay in the struggle and I keep praying and I don't give up, watch, watch, watch. Go back to the last part. Last part, I'm closing here. I'm closing here. Exit is something. Look. After the victory, look, God gave him the victory. Look, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. Look, I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Guess who's already given us this victory? Jesus, Jesus, Satan. Okay, so what, what, watch, the enemy's defeated. Jesus has all power. Jesus can set you free. Jesus can give you hope. The enemy does not have any power. But, but, as long as we're in this world, there is gonna be a struggle against our flesh. Look what he says here. Watch, watch, watch. Look, Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. I love this. Watch, the Lord is my banner like a flag, like a banner. I want you to think about a flag. You know, flags, people rally around flags. You think about the Olympics, you know, when the country comes through with their flag and everyone 
cheers, cheers. That's, that's, that's my banner. Probably the most important things that flags do are, are, are when like there's a war and a country wins a war and what do they do? They place their flag on that spot declaring victory. You know, the, the famous US portrait and, 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 and monument, it's a, I, Iwo Jima, where the, the three, I think it's three US soldiers and they're putting that flag up there. It's a powerful picture of the banner. Watch, that the US got victory in World War II. Can I tell you this? God wants you to take His banner and place it right in the middle of your family. He wants you to take His banner and place it right in the middle of your, of your finances. Come on. He wants you to take His banner and place it right in the middle of your addiction, right in the middle of your pain. Because guess what? That God Himself is your banner. He will always win. Come on. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.